0: This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcast.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcast.org. As always, I want to thank Rabbi Shabtai for giving me the opportunity to speak and to learn with you the weekly Parsha. Today we're going to do a little bit different. I hope it's okay with everybody. We're actually not going to learn a Nasiva Shalom this week. I came across something unbelievable that I'm so excited about that I wanted to share, learn with you, and hopefully uh, enhance your Shabbos table. We're all familiar with the and Shonos of Geula. Vo Si, v'itzalti, v'gealti, and of course the kos shal el-yo, vevesi. And there's an interesting question, there's an interesting question that I came across uh, yesterday evening that I not only thought of as it relates to this particular topic, but also something that we say on a regular basis. And the question is as follows. And if you look, the, the safer that I took a picture of to send to you is from uh, a safer that has recently come out in a new printing, Aish Tummy, by Rav Druk. Um, really amazing stuff. Highly recommend if you can get your hands on it, Rav Druck. I don't know if Goldberg quotes it quite often. And he quotes the following question, which I think is is so obvious when you hear it that you, you wonder why you never ask the question yourself. And it begs so many other questions that hopefully will open our eyes to something that we've never considered before. So on page Kufnan Zayim, Yesh Lahakchos, one could ask, Ora, it would seem, Hayatzorach liyos ha'aseh der v'yitzalti, Kodem We know when we think of the sequence of the Dalad L'shonos of Ge'ula, the four words that represent redemption, so the first one is v'hotseisi, takes us out, and the second one is Salti, we are saved. Esk'shravdruk, it should really be the opposite. Sure, first of all, it should be the hitzalti. First, Hashem saved us. We had a reprieve from the Avdus, from the Shibud, Mitzrayim, from the slavery. And only then, Vel Tseisi, then did Hashem liberate us. Did He take us out of Egypt? And exactly what He says. heim Right, first we were saved. There was months and months of Makos. There was months of plagues. There was months of negotiations that Moshe and Aaron were discussing, were dialoguing with Paro. But already by then, the Jewish people were no longer enslaved. And yet it was much later that they were finally taken out of Egypt. So why is it we were taken out and only we were saved? Why did that come second? It should really be the opposite. And Rav Druk says in order to understand why the Torah ordered it in such a fashion, we actually have to ask a different question one that again i doubt any of us have ever asked before and something that we say on a regular basis in the second bracha of benching we say the words no little we thank Hashem for giving us the land of Eretz for our forefathers a delightful land a desirable land, total of a wide and expansive and we thank Hashem Rabbi Brand for taking us out of its shrine. Once again, says Rav Druk, I don't understand. The Anshakanes Chazal, when they composed, when we put together the formal words of our benching, again, does it out of order. First, it talks about that we were Yorush, we were inherited, we were able to be privileged to have Eretz Yisrael. And then afterwards, talks about the fact that Hashem took us out of its shrine. Shouldn't it be the opposite? First, it mentions our uh, inheritance of Eretz Yisrael, and only then, the departure from Egypt. In reality, it was just the opposite. First, we departed, we were liberated from Mitzrayim, and only then, did we inherit Eretz Yisrael. So, sort of thanking Hashem for giving us Eretz Yisrael, and only afterwards do we mention, do we mention the fact that he took us out of Bitzrayim. And so he quotes a Chidush Rim, the first Gera Rebbe, Besefe Echidu Shaarim Kasav Yashim Kushi. He's going to answer the second question about benching, and that's going to help Rav Jurk resolve our inquiry regarding the shown Shonus of Geula. Here's what he says. Kirak it's an unbelievable insight into human psychology, and something that I think is incumbent upon us, to try to take a step back and maybe pull ourselves out of our own uh, understanding of how the world works, to be able to appreciate the Ya'an Hashem and His Hashkacha. And he says as follows, Ki rak la'acha she v'nachalu as Yisrael, says the sh'arim, The reason why we mention Eretz Yisrael first is because only once we entered into Eretz Yisrael, Lamdu Yisrael l'ha'ariches ha'yitziyah min-betzrayim sh'ha'yitzakar kfar kodem l'achem. The Jewish people were only able to really appreciate being liberated from Mitzrayim once they entered into Eretz Yisrael. Before they entered into Eretz Yisrael, they were still wandering in the desert, they had doubts, and they had doubts in faith, they had doubts in understanding what was going to be, how were we ultimately going to get to our final destination in Eretz Yisrael. Why were we brought here to die? Let's return to Mitzrayim. They did not reach the point of serenity, of being able to finally settle down. But only once they entered into Israel, they were formally able to be Yorish, to inherit the land of Israel. Then they had the retrospective perspective. Only then could they really appreciate their liberation from Mitzrayim. Where we're going to recite a brach of gratitude. We're therefore going to articulate the same order in which the Jewish people recognize that gratitude. gratitude. First, they're going to recognize the hodah, the gratitude, the appreciation of the inheritance of Eretz Yisrael, which is what they recognized first. Once they were able to do so, they were able to then look back and recognize the magnitude, the appreciation they had of being liberated from Yisrael, and then they were able to do so. So the Chidush HaRam addresses our second question, and he answers that the Jewish people, when they were liberated from Mitzrayim, could not yet appreciate the incredible Nisim and the flows, the miracles that were Yitzias Mitzrayim, that were the departure from Egypt. They couldn't appreciate it. They were in the desert. They were in the Midbar. They were wandering around. They had no idea where their end would be met. They didn't know when they'd finally be able to reach their final destination of Eretz Yisrael. And so they couldn't appreciate the, 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 the tremendous miracles, the magnitude of the departure, the liberation from its rhyme. However, once they entered into Eretz Yisrael, and they now had the serenity, they had the menucha, they had the ability to really think about it all the experiences as a nation they had gone through, they had persevered through, they had uh, endured, they were able to look back and say, wow, Yitzhah Mitzrayim was tremendous. Says the Chidush Arim. that's why in Arab Rach of Nodah, first we mentioned the fact that they were yo they were gracious, they were appreciative to inheriting Eretz Yisrael because that was the first level of hakar, of recognition they had. And once they were able to appreciate that, it gave them, gave them that perspective, that retrospective perspective to appreciate Mitzrayim, which is why it was sequenced in that way. Based on this, says Rav Druk something unbelievable. Lekach, says Rav Druk, turns to the next page. Gamba Arba Lashonos ha The same is true when it comes to the four lishonos languages, words of geulah. Muskeres ha-yitzia, kodem ha We can now understand why in the sequence of these four words that represent the geulah, First, we talk about being taken out, and only then do we talk about being saved. Why? When they were still in Egypt, before they actually departed, they were still in the trenches. They couldn't pull themselves out of it. They were seeing pandemonium. There was total anarchy, and it's true. They were experiencing, they were witnessing, they were observing tremendous Yad Hashem. But they couldn't really appreciate it because of the total anarchy, the chaos that was uh, happening around them. <speaking in> because <Hebrew> they were still Mitzrayim, <speaking in Hebrew> only when they left Egypt, <speaking> in <Hebrew> is bone in them. They were able to then understand. They were able to wrap their hands around <speaking in Hebrew> the tremendous salvation that took place. Mitzrayim. <speaking in Hebrew> Only after they departed from Eretz could they appreciate what happened in Eretz Yisrael. Vilakach, in a similar way that the Ichidushar explains our benching, shebeseder mitzius hadvarim, they didn't appreciate the Hatzalah until they first were liberated. Sharei of albeseder has bonus vaakora yitzia kod malah hatsala came sharak achar yitziu liban golda yeshuas and hatsalas in says Druck something unbelievable. Why is it that Vahotzeh Sanu predates or goes ahead or takes precedent over Vahitzalti? Vahotzeh, he goes before Vahitzalti? Because they had to leave Egypt to be able to appreciate leaving Egypt. They had to leave Egypt before they could appreciate the Yeshua that they had experienced. When they were still in Mitzrayim, they couldn't experience it. They couldn't understand it. They couldn't comprehend it. They couldn't appreciate it. They couldn't have that gratitude, that Akar Only once they were pulled out of Mitzrayim. Only once they could look back and say, Wow! Unbelievable what Hashem was able to do on behalf of us. Now we can appreciate the Hitzalti. And says Rav Juk, there's an unbelievable message. There's an unbelievable message that we can take away from this understanding. The Yisod Ha'inyam. And the fundamental, the basis for this understanding is, There are times when we're experiencing some uncomfortable suffering. They aren't able to appreciate the Yeshua, the salvation that is taking place right under their noses as they are progressing through the Tsar. All they are focused on, all they can see is the suffering that they have to confront and somehow persevere through. All they see is darkness around them. Because all they're consumed by is their sorrows, is their troubles, is their pain and their suffering. They're not open-minded, they're not capable. They can't appreciate what's going on around them that's good in their lives. Only once they have come out of it, only once they have persevered, they have survived. They can see the light at the end of the tunnel; they're on the other side. Then with Fessa, who Viva and his Hashem Only after they've come out of it can they then look back and appreciate everything that Hashem was doing for them, every step of the way as they progress through this tzar. Wow, what an amazing, amazing insight. That how many of us, when we're confronting a challenge, when we're enduring, when we have to persevere through a trial or a tribulation, all we see is the darkness. All we see is Vivahotseisi. Let's get me out of here. They don't even appreciate that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is holding our hand every step of the way. And the same way that the Chidush Sharon explains, that's why we first talk about Eretz Yisrael and only then talk about leaving Mitzrayim because they only appreciated the magnitude of the salvation of the Nisim, of the miracles in Mitzrayim once they entered into Eretz Yisrael is the same way that the has to go before V'hitzalti because they couldn't appreciate being saved while they were still in the trenches amongst anarchy and chaos where they didn't know which end was up, they couldn't figure out exactly what they needed to do. And that says, Rav Juk, is something that's incumbent upon us. That when we have to confront an Isayon, when we have to confront a challenge, a test in front of us, that surely will uh, put us on our heads at times, that will create chaos, that sometimes we see, look to our right and we look to our left and we feel pandemonium. We have to realize that even while we're going through it, V'Hitsalti, HaKadosh Baruch who is saving us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is holding our hands every step of the way. I'll close with an unbelievable uh, insight I once heard from my brother-in-law, Rav Yirmi Ornstein Shlita, who once told me that we we, uh, we say, say in our Baruch She'amar the words, Baruch Gozer Umekayim. You think about those words, we've said them for so many years of our lives, but when you start to think about them a little bit more clearly, they're hard to understand. Gozer typically has a connotation of something negative, of zera Ra'a. So think about what we're saying. Baruch blessed is Hashem, who negatively decrees against us. Oh, and not only does he negatively decree against us, he also fulfills the decree. We're thanking Hashem for giving us zeros negative decrees and then fulfills them? Why are we thanking Hashem for that? So says my brother-in-law, based on one of his Rashi Shiva, I believe it was Rabbi Harris from Chavetz Chaim, who says the following, the word Mekhaim, the word Mekhaim doesn't just mean to fulfill but the word makayim also means to sustain. Blessed is Hashem, who even at times when He has to decree something negative against us, He's the makayim. He's holding our hand every step of the way. We shouldn't say, see things as Ve'hotseisi, and only then V'hi We shouldn't see things as Al Eretzchem Datov V'Rachava, and then only then V'al Shote Son of Hashem Elo meretz Mitzrayim. We should realize, no, the Hitzalti, Hakarish Baruch, who the whole way through was with me. I may be surrounded by, by Choshev, but I know that there's an Orgadol. I know there's a Rabbonah I know he's the Baruch Gozer, and even despite the there, he is the Makaib. It's a powerful lesson I never thought of before. It's a powerful idea that helps me appreciate. I'm never going to say that Baruch and Benching ever again the same way I'm going to say it now. And it helps us understand and provides us insight into the human psyche of what it means to have to confront challenges. And perhaps with this understanding of Rav Druk, perhaps it could equip us to be able to confront the next challenge if we have to have one. Allow us to be able to recognize the Yad Hashem. Allow us to be able to see Him holding our hand throughout. Allow us to look for the Or, the light even when there's darkness. And with that as an approach, we are sure to utilize those as opportunities to strengthen relationships with Hashem. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.